You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Kakampi mo ang Diyos. Kakampi mo ang Diyos. Can you type that if you can or tell people around you, kakampi natin ang Diyos. Kakampi mo ang Diyos. Type mo, kakampi ko ang Diyos. Ay, iba yan. Pag sinabi mong kakampi ko ang Diyos, malalim ang kahulugan nito. Ha? Nakakampi mo ang Diyos. So believe it, my dear friends, kasi ang Diyos ay para sa iyo. Kakampi mo siya. Hindi mo siya kaaway. Hindi siya galit sa'yo. And because kakampi mo siya, umanda ka sa pagpapala. If you are ready and you are declaring that God is for you, let us pray our favorite prayer here at the feast. Together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I am God's beloved. I am God's servant. I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Let us read from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. This is our intro word for today. It says, All scripture is God-breath. It is inspired and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good Word. How should you read the Bible? Yan. So, pag nagbabasa kayo ng Biblia, paano ba ito binabasa? No? Uh, these are my, oh, this is my suggestion to you. You must personalize the Bible reading. Okay? So, when I say personalize, you don't just want to read a book. Kasi libro ang Bible, eh, di ba? Actually, library yan. But we want to encounter God. So your prayer before you read the Bible is, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. You know, we tell our kids to read the Bible every day without explaining to them so much what it means. We just allow them or allow the Holy Spirit to speak in their hearts. And so I encourage you, when you read the Bible, allow God and expect God to speak to you personally. Kahit ito'y naisulat ng matagal na matagal na. No? Allow God to speak to you personally. But, ito na yung big but, the but, there is a missing step. And what is the missing step? Ito yan. 
Before you personalize, you must contextualize. What does it mean? Before you personalize, you must contextualize. Oh, it means this. The Bible, if you will really think about this, did not drop from heaven from a silver platter. Yung parang galing sa bulalakaw, bumaksak sa lupa, hindi yan. And for some reason, God did not ask an angel to ship the Bible to our, to your house. Parang Shopee, Lazada, delivery. Hindi. Hindi ganyan. God used human authors to write the Bible. Meron siyang ginamit. Mga tao. No? At ito pa, God did not parang put into trance or half-conscious trance or control the hand of those who are writing or dictate every word. No. Hindi po ganun, ha? Walang sinapian at nagsulat. Hindi nagmaniubra ang Diyos sa tao. God did not bypass the authors. What? Pakinggan niyo ito, ha? Personality, weaknesses, intelligence, culture, and history. Hindi niya binahipas yun. God respected that in writing scripture. Actually, God respected their strengths, their experiences, and their weaknesses. So, trivia. Alam nyo ba na walang unggoy sa Bible? <clears throat> walang unggoy sa Bible. Wala. Bakit? Kasi walang unggoy sa Israel. Sa Africa, meron. Pero malayo ang Africa sa Israel. Tsaka hindi, yung mga sumulat ng Biblia, hindi nila nakita, hindi sila nakakita ng unggoy. Kaya walang unggoy sa Noah's Ark. Sa nakasulat, ha? Wala. Maraming unggoy. Oo, maraming ugaling unggoy. Pero wala. Why? Again, because God respected the authors of the Bible. Ano sa atin yan? We should also not bypass the author. You cannot just pluck out a Bible verse and read it with your modern eyes. That is dangerous. And sometimes it is very wrong. So before you personalize the Bible, you must enter into the world of the human biblical author. Bottom line is this. I must respect the human authors that God used. Okay? So if you notice, this is what you have been learning at the feast. We are contextualizing before personalizing. Mahirap po yun. Hindi yun madali. Mas madali pang basahin na lang ang few verses that will make us feel good. But I promise you, if you do the hard work of understanding the original intent of the author, the spiritual fruits you will bear are all worth it. Kaya, two benefits of respecting the human biblical author. Ito yung una. You will avoid the extreme errors of Bible interpretation. You know, it is very easy to, to be deceived, especially when you read Scripture. And if you look at the history of man, you will see it there. Alam nyo ba na for 2,000 plus years, uh, many religious people 
sincerely believe that God told them to do crazy things they did. Ay, magugulat kayo. Yung iba, iniwan ng pamilya. Yung iba, nag-asawa ng marami. Sabi sa Bible, eh. O kaya yung iba nagmasuicide. Yung iba massacred millions of people because God told them to do so in the Bible. Kaya pag alam mo yung context, hindi ka kung ano-anong ginagawa. No? Second, you'll get God's fuller message for your life. Like the parable we are about to read today. Um, we need to understand its context. And once we understand the context, mas tama yung interpretasyon mo. Mas tama yung personalizing mo. Parang ganito, bangka. Para hindi mawala at malayo, kailangan nakaakla. May anchor. And that anchor will keep you not so far away from the truth of what God wants to say in that word. And so, Let the Word of God speak to you today, especially the parable we're about to read. So let us pray so that we will not just personalize, but we will contextualize as well. Lord, thank you for your allowing me to be here, to listen, to just feel your love and your embrace. I pray for my brothers and sisters watching right now, listening right now, that you speak to them personally, and tell them the truth about your word. Give them hope. Give us all hope. And Lord, we believe that you will speak and we believe we will bring with us in our lives your miracles. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. Amen. Amen. Before we go to the parable, let me encourage you in our giving. So let us show to them how we can give to our ministry. This is how you can give to our ministry. You are giving to the Lord. That's how you can give. And if you are giving already, thank you. May the Lord return this to you a thousandfold. That is our prayer for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Talk number three is entitled Greed versus Generosity. One big message for you today is this. You belong to God. You belong to To God. Once again, the common mistake we want to avoid is reading a parable as a stand-alone story. Okay? Ayaw natin yan. Matthew, remember, Matthew did not write a parable. He wrote a book. He wrote a book. So the meaning of that parable is tied up to the meaning of the whole book. Nakadikit yan doon sa buong librong isinulat niya. Kaya pag binasa mo ang mga kwento, ididikit mo sa buong summary ng libro. And though this parable is connected to everything that transpired the day before. Remember what our passages before? Jesus entered Jerusalem as king. Sa donkey, di ba? But wait, there is more. 
This parable we're about to read is so special because this parable is like an infographic of the entire Bible story. Oh, mamaya, as we read it, you will get what I mean, huh? So let us read the parable. You will notice there are three parts of this parable. Act number one, part number one. The landowner pours his love to his vineyard. It says, now, listen to another story. Another. Bakit? Nakadikit yan sa ibang kwento eh. Ha? Itong sabi sa Matthew 21 verse 33. A certain landowner planted a vineyard, built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice, and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. Ancient Jews, you know, they, they, they know their Bible by heart. So his listeners, <clears throat> alam kagad nila that Jesus was borrowing from the beautiful poem or love poem from the prophet Isaiah. Alam kagad nila, gets kagad nila yung parable na yan. Uy, alam namin yan. And it is found in Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 to 2. It says, Now, I will sing for the one I love a song about this vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a rich and fertile hill. He plowed the land, cleared its stones, and planted it with the best vines. In the middle, he built a watchtower and carved a wine press in the nearby rocks. What is this saying? Gets kagad nila. God is the landowner. And he loves his vineyard. Who? Israel. Now, let us personalize this. Look at me, my dear friends. You are God's vineyard. You are God's vineyard. Can you type that? Sige nga, I am God's vineyard. Sige nga, I, I want to see that. Tapos ilabas natin yung mga pangalan nila dyan, ha? I want you to declare this because this is important for this talk. That you are saying, I am God's vineyard. You are God's vineyard. So type that, I am God's vineyard. Go, go, do it. I am God's vineyard. Yes, that is true. You are. You are God's vineyard. You are. When we say you are God's vineyard, when you are saying I am God's vineyard, it says God pours His eternal love into your life. Pinupuno ka ng pag-ibig ng Diyos, ng kapayapaan ng Diyos, ng Kanyang grasya. You are, you are God's vineyard. He blesses you. He sets you up for blessings. He provides for you. Because you are God's vineyard. Please do not forget that. And if you are God's vineyard, anong ginagawa niya? Dinidiligan ka niya. Di ka niya pinapabayaan. Kakampi mo ang Diyos. Because you are God's vineyard. Sadly, eto na, many times we think we are not blessed. Oh, we are not blessed. Actually, we think that we lack blessings. Oh, we lack blessings. Biro mo, may bahay ka. Pero kinukumpira mo ang bahay na mas malaki sa'yo. Tapos ganito pa ang statement mo, buti pa yung iba 
malaki ang bahay. Pintuan pa lang nila, maganda na. Diba? Malaki nga ang bahay, nilulooban naman. Kayo, taon-taon, ang liit ng bahay, hindi na lumaki. Wala naman pumapasok sa inyo. Kaya ako feeling ko, naniniwala na ako dito eh. Pakita natin to. Tingnan nyo yan, ha? Tingnan nyo. Yan ang mga pintuan. Na mga simple lang ang bahay. Tingnan nyo. Nakasulat, Protecting Filipino Families Since the 19th Century. Apo may nag-comment pa. Ano yung comment niya? As an aswang, I can confirm. <laughs> diba? Yan lang. Diba? You are blessed. Please don't think you lack blessings. You know why we think we lack blessings? That's because, ito na, we forget that everything is a gift. Everything is a gift. We take for granted what we have and we think we own them. But in truth, we are more blessed than we think we are. You are more blessed than you think you are. I want you to declare that. Sige nga, put your hands upon your heart. Sige. And I want you to declare this truth. I am more blessed than I think I am. Go! I am more blessed than I think I am. Type that now. Ngayon, pwede na kayo mag-type naman. I am more blessed than I think I am. Yan, itype nyo yan. I'm more blessed than I think I am. Go, go, go. Declare it. Tell the world about it. Tell your life, tell your world about it. I am more blessed than I think I am. Amen. 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 I am more blessed huh? than I think I am. Let that statement open your eyes to your life of full of blessings. Huh? Because you are God's vineyard. You are God's vineyard. Itong linggong ito, mag-iiba yan. Pag ano, hawakan mo yung katotohanan. That I am blessed. Let us continue the story. Lumala ang kwentong ito. Ganda na umpisa eh. But act two. What happened? Yeah, yan ang mga tanong ng iba. What happened here? Oh, act 2. Look at Act 2. Tenants think they are the owners. Oh, let's read verse 34 to 39. It says, At the time of the grape harvest, he sent his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers grabbed his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. So the landowner sent a larger group of his servants to collect for him. But the results were the same. Finally, the owner sent his son, thinking, surely they will respect my son. But when the tenant farmer saw his son coming, they said to one another, here comes the heir to his estate. Come on, let's kill him. And get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him, dragged him out of the vineyard, and murdered him. Grabe! Anong nangyari? Bakit nila kayang gawin yan? Bakit nila ginawa? Murdering messengers 
and then finally murdering the son of the landowner. Grabe. But if you read this parable in context, it's very obvious who Jesus was referring to. Sino kausap ni Lord? Again, God was the landowner. Israel was the vineyard. And these bad tenants were the religious leaders who were bent on killing Jesus. Actually, he was predicting his death again through this parable. And Jesus was also referring to the storyline of the entire Bible where Israel rejected God's prophets. Ito yung mga servants ni Lord. Elijah, Israel rejected Elijah, rejected Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Yeah. Now, let us personalize. You know, the tenants thought they were owners. Silang may-ari. How could they think like that? One reason. They, they thought they were owners, di ba? In their mind, they tell themselves, this is our land. This harvest is ours. We work hard for it. How dare the landowner get a share from this? And with that thinking, this made them kill. Personalize. Look around you. You will see violence. You will see abuse, war, drug addiction, crime, corruption. This is the biggest reason. Ano yung biggest reason for this? We think we own our life. We think we own our life. Hmm. Oh, tingnan nyo itong pusang ito. Akala niya siya ang may-ari ng upuan. Feeling niya, designer siya. O oh, yan, tuloy. I am selling a designer chair, sabi nung tunay na may-ari, together with its designer. <laughs> Sinira ng pusa eh, di ba? So talagang kailangan gawin yan, no? Ay, nako. Feeling may-ari. And believe me, this is also the reason why people have so much stress and worry and fear. Why? Because we think we are alone in this life. We think we answer to no one. You don't own anything, my dear friends. You don't own your life. You don't own your family. You don't own your wealth. Kahit, kahit pinaghirapan mo, hindi yan sa'yo. Wala kang may dadala niyan sa langit. Hindi yan sa'yo. Good news! You also don't own your problems. So please surrender them to God. Oh, pag may problema ka, maniwala, mamamatay ka din. Pag naisip mo, mamamatay din ako, mawawala yung problema mong malaki. Oo nga, no? matatapos din ito. Surrender them to God. So I want you to shout this out to yourself, to your life, to your spirit. I belong to God. Go and type it also. I belong to God. Go, I belong to God. I belong to God. Go, do that, do that. I belong to God. Type it, type it. I belong to God. Remember that. Do not forget that you belong to God. Amen. Amen. So let us continue the parable. Here is how the story ends. Verse 40 to 41. 
when the owner of the vineyard returns, Jesus asks, what do you think he will do to those farmers? The religious leaders replied, he will put the wicked man to a horrible death and lease the vineyard to others who will give him his share of the crop after each harvest. And then let's jump to verse 45. When the leading priests and Pharisees heard this parable, they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers. Gusto gusto ko yung dinagdag ni Matthew doon. Bakit? Imagine yung mga Pharisees. Sila pa sumagot. Tinanong sila ang gagawin. Sila pa sumagot. Tapos after a few seconds, a few seconds later, they realize ang dalila. Tayo pinag-uusapan eh. Tayo pala yung masasama. Diba? Grabe. But let me go back to verse 43. I would like to focus on verse 43. It says, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. And this is act number three. Part number three is this. Landowner will replace the tenants. My dear friends, you are the new tenant. You are the new tenant. And his new tenant, you, you have been given authority by God. Authority in what? First, the authority to represent him. Whether you believe it or not, you are God's face in this world. Kaya ang tanong, pag nakikita ang mukha mo ng iba, kahit nakamask ka ka, <laughs> will they get an idea of who God is? Gets ba nila kagad? Makita ka pa lang nila, kita nila ugali mo, daman nila ang buhay mo. Maintindihan ba nila ang Diyos? Tama yung kasabihan ano, na some people will never read the Bible and the best Bible they will read is your life. You are representing God here on earth. So when people look at your life, will they get a glimpse of the love of God? Will they? Kita ba nila yon yung pag-ibig na yun? Second is this, the authority to care for His vineyard, the church. Yung, to stop thinking only of yourself and start living for others. You know, this is a very impossible task. Why? Because we are selfless people. Oo. Mahirap. Tayo ay, ang tinitingnan natin ay ang ating mga sarili lang. No? And... Many times I am like that. I am tempted to be like the corrupt tenants in this world. And sometimes thinking that my life is mine. But I am very grateful that Jesus, who was murdered on the cross, gave himself to me. So that through his dying and rising, he gave me the supernatural power to do what I cannot do on my own. So when you feel like being greedy, feel like my life is my own, look at the cross. 
And you will see a selfless person who died for you. His name is Jesus. And this cross is telling you that you belong to God. So every day of your life, declare, I belong to God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.